for any new or repeating listeners, thank you so much for joining Aspire to Lead podcast. This episode is sponsored by Toddle. Toddle is an all-in-one teaching and learning platform used by over 40,000 educators around the world. This year, Toddle is hosting the largest virtual gathering for school leaders across the globe on March 3rd and 4th. Join 5,000 plus school leaders and leadership experts at School Leaders Bootcamp and learn, connect, and grow with your professional learning network. Get your free pass now in the show notes or at joshstapper.com. And I know you're probably wondering, why should I go to a school leaders bootcamp? Well, as a school leader, we all know that we put everyone before ourselves, our team, students, parents, and this wonderful leadership event is going to give you the opportunity to focus on yourself and your practices. Join a global community of school leaders to realize your vision, learn together with some phenomenal folks, build lasting relationships, and take back actual insights. You know I love free resources, and this is a fantastic event and resource for you. Go over again to the show notes or joshdamper.com and get your free pass now. I'm so excited to share this new series brought to you by Toddle. This is speakers who are going to be at the School Leaders Bootcamp. Obviously, we have talked the last couple of weeks about this wonderful event, and I have the pleasure of interviewing Catalina Oyua, who is in Ecuador. I cannot wait for you to learn about her story and about the wonderful things she's doing at a brand new school that she helped create and where it is really cultivating acceptance and creativity in the lives of the students. So stay with us as we learn more about what she's doing and all the fantastic techniques she's using to help the whole child. Welcome back everyone to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua double underscore Stamper. Carolina, thank you so much for being on the Aspire to Lead podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Well, I got a little chance to meet you, learn a little bit about your background, but I am so fascinated about your story. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about your educational and leadership journey as we progress in our conversation today. As a young person, as a child, I moved around different countries. And then I went to study high school in the United States and I studied college in the United States as well. But before that, I took a, back, a gap year where I, I lived here in Quito for a year and explored the country. And then in the States, I studied human development and early childhood education with a concentration in differentiating education. I met my husband in Boston, and so I came back to Ecuador because he's um, from here. My first job here was actually in a project of a new school, a wonderful project. There, I led the elementary school for a while, and then I moved on to you know, working and doing consultation projects with different schools and also working with the public sector here in, in Quito. After uh, doing that for a while and having four children, I went and I worked at an early childhood program where I led the program for about uh, 15 years. And then I decided and, you know, something that always sort of was in the back of my mind was having a school where the human aspect of creating a school was the most important of all aspects. And that's how we began to think about this project and talking about this project for a while until, um, well, the pandemic hit us all, and we thought there's no better time than now. And that's how the four of us that are part of Mind School, we left our job, and we worked until July, and in August, we began to do the whole 
project around Mind School, and we opened our doors in September of 2020. And that's sort of my history in a nutshell. Now I love it. And you're here today because you were actually a speaker for Toddles Event, which is the School Leaders Boot Camp. I've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks and so excited for that to occur. And I would love to hear about your session, which is titled Mine, Yours, Ours, A School with a Sense of Belonging. Well, in this presentation, I have the opportunity of sharing what it was like to begin Mine and what we stand for and how we actually uh, developed the school in terms of really developing a community in which educators and parents and students and where we all work as a team in order to contribute to the best development, the most optimal development of all of our students with clear principles. We are part of the CGC and Kevin Bartlett has actually been a mentor throughout this whole project. We have built the school from principles. We do everything always going back to our principles. And that's how it is that we call it, you know, creating a sense of belonging. We really feel everybody needs to belong and have a purpose in life. So I want to talk about the strategies that you use, right? So the sense of belonging, I love that aspect. I think everyone that walks into your building, into your school needs to feel that. So what are some things that you're doing every single day as a staff to make sure that every student feels like they're a part of this wonderful, you know, environment to grow in? Well, every day we're ready to greet our students and to relate and to ask our students how they're doing, how they're feeling, and to connect. We make a purpose of always connecting with our students before we begin the day to greet them. So everybody says, you know, it, we should be called something else, not really a school. <laughs> the reason for that is because we really work hard at having people be part of everything for everything that they may need, for everything that they may desire and want to learn or do is they come here and we can make it happen. So it's also, it's a sense of belonging through a strong relationship, through powerful interactions that we teach our teachers to have every day. With that connection, we're always able to then see where we can grow, how we can do things as a team. So the concept of the mind school, where did that come from? And for myself, I feel like this is a foreign concept. So, you know, if I was to walk into your building and experience it for myself, can you just kind of give a, a layout of, of what the school is all about? Of course. So we were going to begin the school actually with only 14 students. And before we knew it, in the blink of an eye, we had 47 students the first year. And then we grew immediately the next year to 98 students. And right now we have 178 students. In the midst of everything, you walk into mine and you actually walk into an old house, very much like, you know, farms in Latin America type of thing with a lot of nature all around. Obviously in the house, we can't really, you know, have space for everybody. The first year we built these three small classrooms and we're always, we're always thinking of being sustainable. So we needed to build classrooms that we could take with us. So we built these three beautiful classrooms and that sort of did the job for us the second year. And for this year, we wanted something even more sustainable and something more friendly with the environment. And so actually a lot of our classrooms take place in domes, in these beautiful domes that um, have a circular shape and with a beautiful sound and acoustic inside. And our pre-K classrooms actually take place in two safaris. We sort of went with that option and we're actually going to stick to that option for a while. We have to move for next year and we'll be having a school in domes. 
for a while and creating our labs and everything within our domes. You know, there was something magical here that happened the first year. And we knew we were doing a lot of things to create relationship. And now you have to understand that the first year here in Quito, um, we were supposed to have online education. But because we were still in the process of getting our ministry permissions, we made an agreement with parents that all students that wanted to come to school could come to school. And we were able to tend to those that wanted to come and those that um, didn't come. With that in mind, we had something like happening that was here and it was all the nature, all the beautiful trees and all that aspect that really contributes to the growth in every person. Students connecting with nature is what we also began to see here at the school. Sounds fantastic. I, I want to fly there right now. It sounds magical. <laughs> Whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. All right. I want to talk about some of the projects you've got going on because it seems like you've got quite a bit uh, in addition to the mind school. So you've got a program called TRAP. So the mm -hmm. Rhythmic Arts Project, but it's not just that. There's a digital book with lesson plans incorporated, but it's also part of a bigger program. So would you just kind of fill us in on what TRAP is all about and, and where the concept came from? TRAP was designed quite a while ago by Eddie Tajuri. He was a drummer, actually, a famous drummer. And he um, had an accident, and because of the accident, he um, was meant to be quadriplegic. And through rhythms and through um, him sort of tapping on the side of his bed, he began to gain a lot of movement and all the work that they did where he was at. Because of this, he was inspired and he developed the program of trap. And so it's basically drums that are very specific to the type of drums that, that you have to use. And they, you use these drums in order to teach directionality, in order to teach concepts. And the program was developed in order to use with people for rehab or to use with people who have different learning differences. When we met Eddie, we saw such potential in the program that um, a team of us went into the project of writing this book and making TAP for all of early childhood up to second grade as part of the learning process, as part of acquiring concepts and knowledge. And now we actually use it all the way to adults in different programs that we have for people that may need more sensory integration, people who may need, who have different, certain differences in their learning, and they may need certain support. Traffic is just beautiful because it sort of does it all in one. And the most beautiful part about TRAP is that it naturally gives you very powerful interactions there's no going wrong. There's always, you know, if you reach a certain level, you can reach the next level. There's always moving along. And there's also the aspect that through this program, we developed a concept that's called expect intelligence. And that we also use in mind a great deal is if you expect intelligence from everybody and you socialize it, you let everybody know what you're expecting. Till this day, I don't know of anybody that's never lived up to it. It's amazing. And so TRAP really made us build that concept. And it's a concept that we apply in everything that we do is the expectation of intelligence for everyone. So if they're interested in learning more about TRAP and, and the program and the book, where would they go for that? They could email me or through my Instagram account or Facebook account, you know, write us a message and then we could begin um, all types of process. Perfect. And we'll talk at the end of this 
episode in regards to how they can connect with you and all three of those areas. Um, I want to talk about what you also do at your school with the development and community service projects, because I know you're very active, not only in school, but also with community. So what are some things that you're doing to help beyond, you know, the four walls or for you, maybe the domes, the three domes (laughs) and going out to the community? So we have a liaison with one foundation specifically. One of our goals is for all of our students to learn to service the community, not because it's part of curriculum or it's something that they have to do to graduate. We want our students to make it part of their lives. So from where they're very young, first of all, our programs are also here within the school where um, you give back in different ways. So our students are being collaborators with our teachers when um, teaching the younger students, et cetera. And then with a a foundation specific, um, throughout time, we've developed um, programs in which students um, develop, for example, a sports program. And we go to the foundation and we tend to to communities of um, lower income communities in a way in which we all become an integral part. Because an important, just a a tiny thing about MINE, another reason we created MINE is that we wanted a school in Quito that was of very high quality and didn't have the cost of other schools. With that in mind, we are built around the whole concept of giving back to the community. So, um, and then with other schools, we're actually in the process of beginning another project in which we can copy the model of MINE in another school in the outskirts of Quito and basically, we share information. We will do teacher training at the same time. We we make it so that we, it's a win-win situation. We will take from the community and they will take from us. And everybody contributes, everybody gives and takes. And so it's, it's sort of like a beautiful circular way in which we are all valuable and valued. What a fantastic cycle that you've got between you and the community. You touched on this a little bit in some, some of your answers in regards to the learning that's occurring at the Mind School. Talk to me about how you're designing the learning pieces, the lessons, whatnot, because I I assume that it's different based on the current model that you've explained. I'm very curious on how you are building kind of the curriculum and and the learning environment there. The CGC is our sort of our main focus and the way and what we follow in order to build everything. So we use the commonalities instead of necessarily focusing on subject areas. And the commonalities are purpose and balance. Here you have the whole aspect of emotional well-being, the whole spiritual part of a human being, and the physical development. Then you have individuals and groups, which is the whole part where you have geography, history, and economics. You have stories and signals, which is myself as a communicator in the world and in the whole literacy world. Then you have patterns and principles where we include the sciences and mathematics. Imagination and creativity that has to do with the whole concept of innovation, Um, technology, the arts and music, and sustainability and system, which is how in I as a person will contribute to the world as a sustainable person in my way of life and how I develop systems in order to organize myself and do things. And so what we do is we take these and this is how we design our schedule for our students. And we will work with CGC modules and we also develop our own modules as well as different projects that the students work upon. And um, we use at this point the um, the Ecuadorian curriculum, which is very good. And then we're inspired. We think that everything that has happened in education is of great value. So we also will take off from different curriculums. And this is how we're building our own curriculum 
we also take from the value that students who learn in Ecuador need to really learn and feel proud about their country, their heritage, where they come from, and then become international people where they also learn to value other people and culture. And so this is all implanted in projects. This is where we're at now. And in the future, we hope for our projects in the most part to become very transdisciplinary. And so in high school, what becomes kind of different because we were only going to accept the students up to eighth grade at a certain point. And then we had a whole bunch of students in 10th, 11th grade that knocked our, on our door and we said, okay, let's just do it. And so this year we have six students graduating actually. And so in high school, what we decided is that there wasn't necessarily the need of taking a certain direction, but that we really want all students to know that they can be mathematicians, that they can be science, you know, involved in science all the way through graduation, allowing them to, you know, by the time that they're 19, to really have a direction of where they want to go after having a taste of doing a great variety of things. I want to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests. It's something that is kind of my baseline for this podcast is for any aspiring or current leaders that are listening, there's something to do tomorrow or next week to enhance their leadership journey. What would you suggest that they do? Well, I believe we need to connect, listen to one another, and and to be generous. I feel we need, we all have something to give and to learn from somebody else. And so I think it's that generosity is a huge um, differentiator as, as, as schools and educators and parents and everything that we do, the more generous we are, the better contributions will become, the better we'll do all around. I truly believe in the human connection. I think that we should all look towards being the best version of people as human beings that we can be by being very human to one another. Well, I know you model that. Your school <laughs> does that also. So for everyone that's listening, I, I recommend that you go to this session. Again, March 3rd and 4th, Tunnel is having their program, School Leaders Bootcamp, and Catalina is going to be speaking on mine, yours, ours, a school with a sense of belonging. Of course, I want you to connect with her on social media. Catalina, how, do, how will they find you on social media? So in Facebook, by my name, Carolina Ulloa, and in Instagram, I'm actually by my nickname, Caro Ulloa 72 and I promise to be good in getting back to people. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. And, you know, you had talked about your email, too, for those who are mm -hmm. interested in the TRAP program. So how would they reach out via email if they're interested in learning more about that program? It's carolina.ulloa at mine.school. Perfect. And what I'll do is I'll have all three of those in the show notes, also on my website. So make sure you're connecting and I promise you, she's going to be a wonderful resource. Catalina, I'm so excited that I got a chance to meet you and, to, of course, to learn about your fantastic school and all the wonderful things that you are doing. And I cannot wait to see you at School Leaders Boot Camp. Thank you. It's been a true pleasure to be here, and I can't wait to connect with everybody. 